0: The Sapphire Planet You are now in the Sapphire Planet. Halloween, also known as All Hallows' Eve, is a yearly holiday observed around the world on October 31st the Eve of the Western Christian Feast of All Hallows. Most scholars believe that All Hallows Eve was originally influenced by Western European harvest festivals and festivals of the dead with pagan roots, particularly the Celtic Samhain. Others maintain that it originated independently of Samhain. Typical festive Halloween activities include trick-or-treating, also known as guising, attending costume parties, carving pumpkins into jack-o'-lanterns, lighting bonfires, apple-bopping, visiting haunted attractions, playing pranks, telling scary stories, and watching horror films. The word Halloween was first used in the 16th century and represents a Scottish variant of the fuller All Hallows Even or All Hallows Evening, that is, the night before All Hallows Day. Although the phrase All Hallows is found in Old English, All Hallows Even is itself not seen until the year 1556. The word Halloween is a contraction of the original title, All Hallows Evening. Though the origin of the word Halloween is Christian. The holiday is commonly thought to have pagan roots. Historians exploring the origins of Halloween note that while some folklorists have detected its origins in Roman feasts of Pomona, the goddess of fruits and seeds, or in the festival of the dead called Parentalia, it is more typically linked to the Celtic festival Samhain, which comes from the old Irish for Summer's End. Samhain was the first and most important of the four quarter days in the medieval Gaelic Calendar. Medieval Gaelic consisted of Irish, Scottish, and Manx cultures. It was held on or about October 31st or November 1st, and kindred festivals were held at the same time of the year in other Celtic lands. For example, the Bryanthonic Galen Gaef in Wales,
1: Galen Gowav in Cornwall, and Galen Gonov in Brittany.
0: Samhain is mentioned in some of the earliest Irish literature, and many important events in Irish mythology happen or begin on Samhain. It has marked the end of the harvest season and the beginning of winter, or the darker half of the year. This was a time for stocktaking and preparing for the cold winter ahead. Cattle were brought back down from the summer pastures, and livestock were slaughtered. in much of the Gaelic world bonfires were lit and there were rituals involving them some of these rituals hint that they may once have involved human sacrifice divination games or rituals were also done in Sawa Samhain was seen as a time when the door to the other world opened just enough for the souls of the dead and other beings such as fairies to come to our world. The souls of the dead were said to revisit their homes in Sawin. Feasts were had at which the souls of the dead kin were beckoned to tend and place a set at the table for them. It is described as a feast of the dead and festivals of the fairies. However, harmful spirits and fairies were all those thought to be active at Sawin. People took steps. To allay or ward off these harmful spirits or fairies, which is thought to have influenced today's Halloween customs. Before the 20th century, wearing costumes at Samhain was done in parts of Ireland, Man, the Scottish Highlands, and Islands and Wales. Wearing costumes may have originated as a means of disguising oneself from these harmful spirits or fairies, although some suggest that the custom comes from a Christian or Christianized belief. In Ireland, people went about before nightfall collecting for saw-wind feasts and sometimes wore costumes while doing so. In the 19th century, on Ireland's southern coast, a man dressed as a white mare would lead youths door-to-door collecting food. By giving them food, the household could expect good fortune from the muckola. In Moray, during the 18th century, Boys called at each house in their village asking for fuel for the Sawin bonfire. Trick or treating may thus have come from the custom of going door to door collecting food for Sawin feasts, fuel for Sawin bonfires, and Sawin offerings for the spirits and the fairies. Alternatively, trick-or-treating may have come from the Christian custom of souling. Making jack-o'-lanterns at Halloween may also have sprung from the Samhain and Celtic beliefs. Turn-up lanterns, sometimes with faces carved into them, were made on Samhain in the 19th century in parts of Ireland and the Scottish Highlands. As well as being used to light one's way while outside on Samhain night, they may also have been used to represent the spirits and fairies, and to protect oneself and one's home from them. However, a Christian origin has also been proposed. Halloween is also thought to have been influenced by the Christian Holy Days of All Saints Day, also known as All Hallows, Hollow Mass, or Hollow Tide, which lands on November 1st, and All Soul Days, which lands on November 2nd. They were a time for honoring the saints and praying for the recently departed who had yet to reach heaven. All Saints was introduced in the year 1609, but was originally celebrated on May 13th. In the year 1835, All Saints' Day was switched to November 1st, the same day as Halloween, at the behest of Pope Gregory IV. Some have suggested this was due to the Celtic influence, while others suggest it was a Germanic idea. By the end of the 12th century, they had become holy days of obligation across Europe and involved such traditions as ringing bells for the souls in purgatory. Souling, the custom of baking and sharing soul cakes for all Christian Christian souls, has been suggested as the origin of trick-or-treating. Groups of poor people, often children, would go door-to-door on All Saints All Souls Day, collecting soul cakes, originally as a means of praying for souls in purgatory. Similar practices for the souls of the dead were found as far south as Italy. Shakespeare even mentions the practice in his comedy The Two Gentlemen of Verona in the year 1593. This is when Speed accuses his master of pulling, which means whimpering or whining, like a beggar at Hallow Mass. The custom of wearing costumes has been linked to All Saints All Souls Day by Prince Conti who wrote, It was traditionally believed that the souls of the departed wandered the earth until All Saints Day and All Hallows Eve, provided one last chance for the dead to gain vengeance on their enemies before moving to the next world. In order to avoid being recognized by any soul that might be seeking such vengeance, people would don masks or costumes to disguise their identities. In some circles, It is explained by historians that Halloween jack-o'-lanterns as originally being representations of souls stuck in purgatory. In Britain, these customs came under attack during the Reformation, as Protestants berated purgatory as a popish doctrine incompatible with the notion
1: of predestination.
0: This, coupled with the rising popularity of Guy Fawkes Night, which is held on the 5th of November from the year 1605 onward, led to Halloween's popularity waning in Britain with the noteworthy exception of Scotland. There, and in Ireland, they have been spelled celebrating Sawwin and Halloween since at least the early Middle Ages. And the Scottish Kirk took a more pragmatic approach to Halloween. Seeing it as important to the life cycle and rites of passage of communities and thus ensuring its survival in the country. North American almanacs of the late 18th and 19th century give no indication that Halloween was recognized as a holiday there. The Puritans of New England, for example, maintained strong opposition to the holiday, and it was not until the mass Irish and Scottish immigration during the 19th century that the holiday was brought to North America in earnest. Confined to the immigrant communities during the mid-19th century It was gradually assimilated into mainstream society, and by the first decade of the 20th century, it was being celebrated coast to coast by people of all social, racial, and religious backgrounds. The development of artifacts and symbols associated with Halloween formed over time. The turnip has traditionally been used in Ireland
1: and Scotland at Halloween,
0: but immigrants to North America used the native pumpkin, which is both much softer and much larger, making it easier to carve than a turnip. Subsequently, the mass marketing of various sized pumpkins in autumn in both the corporate and local markets has made pumpkins universally available for this purpose. The American tradition of carving pumpkins is recorded in the year 1837 and was originally associated with harvest time in general not becoming specifically associated with Halloween until the mid to late 19th century. The imagery of Halloween is derived from many sources including national costumes, works of Gothic and horror literature such as the novels Frankenstein and Dracula and classic horror films such as Frankenstein and The Mummy. one of the earliest works on the subject of Halloween is from Scottish poet John Maine who in the year 1780 made note of pranks at Halloween what fearful pranks ensue as well as the supernatural associated with the night known as bogies or ghosts influencing Robert Burns' Halloween in the year 1785. Elements of the autumn season such as pumpkins, corn husks, and scarecrows are also prevalent. Homes are often decorated with these types of symbols
1: around Halloween.
0: Halloween imagery includes themes of death, evil, the occult, and mythical monsters. Black and orange are the holiday's traditional colors. Trick or treating is a customary celebration for children on Halloween. Children go in costume from house to house asking for treats such as candy and sometimes money with the question trick or treat. The word trick refers to a mostly idle threat to perform mischief on the homeowners or their property if no treat is given. In this custom, The child performs some sort of trick, as such sing a song or tells a ghost story to earn their treats. In Scotland and Ireland, trick-or-treating, known as guising, children disguised in costume going from door to door for food or coins. Is a traditional Halloween custom and it's recorded in Scotland at Halloween in the year 1895 where masqueraders in disguise carrying lanterns made out of scooped out turnips visit homes to be rewarded with cakes fruit and money the practice of guising or -or trick-or-treating at Halloween in North America is first recorded in the year 1911 where a newspaper in Kingston, Ontario reported children going guising around the neighborhood. American historian and author Ruth Edna Kelly of Massachusetts wrote the first book-length history of the holiday in the U.S. It's called The Book of Halloween and was printed in the year 1919 and references Soling in the chapter Halloween in America. The taste in Halloween's festivities now is to study old traditions and hold a scotch party using Byrne's poem Halloween as a guide or to go assouling as the English used. In short, no custom that was once honored at Halloween
1: is out of fashion now.
0: In her book, Kelly touches on the customs that arrive from across the Atlantic. Americans have fostered them, and are making this an occasion something like what it must have been in its best days overseas. All Halloween customs in the United States are borrowed directly or adapted from those other countries in Europe. While the first reference to guising in North America occurs in the year 1911. Another reference to Retro Begging on Halloween appears in 1950 with a third reference in Chicago in 1920. earliest known use in print of the term trick-or-treat appears in the year 1927 from Blackie, Alberta, Canada quote Halloween provided an opportunity for real strenuous fun no real damage was done except to the temper of some who had to hunt for wagon wheels gates, wagons barrels, etc much of which was decorated the front street. The youthful tormentors were at back door and front, demanding edible plunder by the word trick or treat, to which the inmates gladly responded and sent the robbers away rejoicing. End of quote. the thousands of halloween postcards produced between the turn of the 20th century and the 1920s commonly show children but they are not trick-or-treating the editor of a collection of over 3,000 vintage halloween postcards writes there are cards which mention the custom of trick-or-treating or show children in costumes at the door But as far as we can tell, they were printed later than the 1920s, and more likely even the 1930s. Tricksters of various sorts are shown on early postcards, but not the means of appraising them. Trick-or-treating does not seem to have become a widespread practice until the 1930s. With the first U.S. appearance of the term in the year 1934 and the first use in a national publication occurring in 1939. Halloween costumes are traditionally modeled after supernatural figures such as monsters, ghosts, skeletons, witches and devils. Over time, The costume selection extended to include popular characters from fiction, celebrities, and generic archetypes such as ninjas and princesses. Dressing up in costume and going guising was prevalent in Ireland and Scotland at Halloween by the late 19th century. Costuming became popular for Halloween parties in the US in the early 20th century, as often for adults as for children. The first mass-produced Halloween costumes appeared in the stores in the 1930s when trick-or-treating was becoming popular in the United States. Halloween costume parties generally fall on or around October 31st and often on the Friday or Saturday before Halloween. There are several games traditionally associated with Halloween parties. One common game is dunking or apple bobbing which may be called Duking in Scotland in which apples float in a tub or a large basin of water and the participants must use their teeth to remove an apple from the basin. The practice is thought by some to have derived from the Roman practices in celebration of Pomona. A variant of dunking involves kneeling on a chair holding a fork between the teeth and trying to drop the fork into the apple. Another common game involves hanging up a treacle or syrup coated scones by strings. These must have been eaten without using hands while they remain attached to the string, an activity that inevitably leads to a very sticky face. Some games, traditionally played at Halloween, are forms of divination. A traditional Scottish form of divining one's future spouse is to carve an apple in one long strip, then toss the peel over one's shoulder. The peel is believed to land in the shape of the first letter of the future spouse's name. unmarried women were told that if they sat in a darkened room and gazed into a mirror on Halloween night the face of their future husband would appear in the mirror however if they were destined to die before marriage a skull would appear this custom was widespread enough to be commemorated on greeting cards from the late 19th century to the early
1: 20th century.
0: Another game or superstition that was enjoyed in the early 1900s involved walnut shells. People would write fortunes in milk on white paper After drying, the paper was folded and placed in walnut shells. When the shells was warmed, milk would turn brown, therefore the writing would appear on what looked like blank paper. Folks would also play fortune teller. In order to play this game, symbols were cut out of paper and placed on a platter. Someone would enter a dark room and was ordered to put her hand on a piece of ice and then lay it on a platter. Her fortune would stick to the hand. Paper symbols included the following. If you got a dollar sign, that was a symbol of wealth in your future. If you got a button, you were going to be a bachelor all your life you got a thimble, you were going to be a spinster forever. If you got a clothespin as the symbol, it meant you were going to live in poverty. Rice bet a wedding was impotent. Umbrella means you were going to take a journey. If you got the cauldron, you had trouble coming towards you. If you got the four-leaf clover, you were in for good luck. If you got a penny, you were in to cash in a fortune. And if you got a ring, early marriage. And finally, if you got a key as a symbol, you were assured of fame. That wasn't the only games that were being told on Halloween. The telling of ghost stories and viewing of horror films are common fixtures of Halloween parties. Episodes of television series and Halloween themed specials with the specials usually aimed at the children are commonly aired on or before the holiday while new horror films are often released theatrically before the holiday to take advantage of the atmosphere. Haunted attractions are entertainment venues designed to thrill and scare patrons. Most attractions are seasonal Halloween businesses. Origins of these paid scare venues are difficult to pinpoint, but is generally accepted that they were first commonly used by the Junior Chamber International, or JC's, for fundraising. They included haunted houses, corn mazes, and hayrides and the level of sophistication of the effects has risen as the industry has grown. Haunted attractions in the United States bring in an estimated 300 to 500 million dollars each year and draw some 400,000 customers although press sources writing in the year 2005 speculated that the industry had reached its peak at that time. This maturing and growth within the industry has led to technically more advanced special effects and costuming comparable with that of Hollywood films. Because the holiday comes in the wake of the annual apple forest, candy apples, known as toffee apples outside North America, caramel or taffy apples, are common Halloween treats made by rolling whole apples in a sticky sugar syrup, sometimes followed by rolling them in nuts. At one time, candy apples were commonly given to children, trick-or-treating during Halloween. But the practice rapidly waned in the wake of widespread rumors that some individuals were embedding items like pins and razor blades in the apples. while there is evidence of such incidents they are quite rare and have never resulted in serious injury nonetheless many parents assumed that such heinous practices were rampant because of the mass media at the peak of the hysteria some hospitals offered free x-rays of children's Halloween hauls in order to find evidence of tampering. Sadly, virtually all of the few known candy poisoning incidents involve parents who poison their own children's candy. On a lighter note, one custom that persists in modern day Ireland is the baking, or more often nowadays, the purchase, of a barmbrack, which is a light fruit cake into which a plain ring, a coin, and other charms are placed before baking. It is said those who get a ring will find their true love in the ensuing year. This is similar to the tradition of king cake at the Festival of Epiphany. The tradition and importance of Halloween celebrations vary significantly among countries that observe it. In Scotland and Ireland Traditional Halloween costumes include children dressing up in costume going guising, holding parties, while other practices in Ireland include lighting bonfires and having firework displays. Mass transatlantic immigration in the 19th century popularized Halloween in North America and celebration in the United States and Canada has become a significant impact on how the event is observed in other nations. This larger North American influence, particularly in iconic and commercial elements, has extended to faraway places such as South America, Australia, New Zealand, most of continental Europe, Japan, and other parts of East Asia. Christian attitudes towards Halloween are diverse. In the Anglican Church, some dioceses have chosen to emphasize the Christian traditions associated with All Hallows Eve. Some of these practices include praying, fasting, and attending worship service. Other Protestant Christians also celebrate the holiday as Reformation Day, a day to remember the Protestant Reformation alongside All Hallows Eve or independently from it. Often, harvest festivals or reformation festivals are held as well, in which children dress up as Bible characters or reformers. Father Gabriel Amorth, a Vatican-appointed exorcist in Rome, has said, If English and American children like to dress up as witches and devils on one night of the year, that is not a problem. It is just a game. There is no harm in that. In more recent years, the Roman Catholic Archdiocese of Boston has organized a Saint Fest on the holiday. Similarly, many contemporary Protestant churches view Halloween as a fun event for children, holding an event in their churches where children and their parents can dress up,
1: play games, and get candy for free.
0: Many Christians ascribe no negative significance to Halloween, treating it as purely a cultural holiday devoted to celebrating imaginary ghosts and handing out candy. To these Christians, Halloween holds no threat to the spiritual lives of their children. Being taught about death and mortality and the ways of the Celtic ancestors actually being a valuable lesson and a part of many of their parishioners' heritage. In the Roman Catholic Church, Halloween's Christian connection is sometimes cited. And Halloween celebrations are common in Catholic parochial schools throughout North America and Ireland. Nevertheless, the Vatican has strongly condemned the traditions popularly associated with Halloween as being pagan and anti-Christian. Some Christians feel concerned about the modern celebration of Halloween and reject the holiday because they feel it trivializes or celebrates paganism the occult, or other practices and cultural phenomena deemed incompatible with their beliefs. A response among some fundamentalist and conservative evangelical churches in recent years has been the use of hell houses, theme pamphlets, or comic style tracks in order to make use of Halloween's popularity as an opportunity for evangelism. Some consider Halloween to be completely incompatible with the Christian faith, believing it to have been originated as a pagan festival of the dead, while others see no harm and just a fun way for kids to dress up and trick or treat before the winter time of the year begins. Your journey is now ending. Sapphire Planet.